Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Dominique Baranchini. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Back to the pro- Did you just eat something with peanut butter? No. What did you just eat? <laughs> you did, and you didn't bring me any. I was about to say it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pregnant person. I, I, it's interesting to see how you shift me from Nutella to, to peanut butter. What do you mean? We grew up with Nutella. That, that would uh, be my... Oh, how I shifted your page. Bread. Uh, popular bread spread. Do we? <laughs> are we out of Nutella? Yeah, it's you know it's been a, again once again it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. it's kind of a crazy thing to eat first thing every morning. Um, There's so much you, sugar in it. You answer exactly to my to my. But point. how come nobody? <laughs> it's not has that like, we did it. You decided. Do you guys have a lot of diabetes in Italy? No, we don't. What we have is moderation. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a term that this country really don't. Know, like if you love Nutella here, let's do it. Like you're going to have snack with Nutella, chips with Nutella, like French fries with Nutella, pizza and Nutella. Like we are a little bit more moderate. Also, about the sugar thing, if you think about it, the smartest time, if you would like to add sugar in moderation with moderation in your diet morning time is really the best time you can do that because you have time to to, to go through it your body has no, time to process during the day it's just not my taste vibe it's just not your taste it's not probably salt, how you grew up and person. you know my mom used to give me nutella she would give but me nutella for a, on for toast a with nutella at Bar Castello, close to my, to my hometown. But also, we're not, like, walking a lot right now. Like, we, like, sit on our, like, in, I feel like we're I not move, on I our, move, I move, I move 
a lot during oh, the day. Oh, yeah, you do because you're in the store all day. I don't. I just yeah. sit here on my computer. I always invite you I'm to too, stop by. I know, but I'm busy. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to get all this stuff done before the baby's here. Before we deliver this baby girl. Should we do a countdown or like? Well, I guess, the, I mean, we're in the countdown. I guess we are. Today's the, let's see how many days. Hold on. She's due in, <laughs> not many days. She's due in nine days. <laughs> wow. Wow. How do you feel about that? I feel, I feel very excited. I don't want to get emotional because, you know. I'm starting to get emotional. You're breathing really heavy into the microphone. Thank you. I'm starting to get um, emotional too. I got emotional yesterday in the car. I cried by myself for I like got emotional. 30 seconds. A couple of days ago when uh, when when you text me and and I realized that this is going to be my first Father's Day. And I got extremely emotional. Yeah. It's fine because you are pregnant. I mean, physically. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why this is, is hitting me. Right because now. it's emotional for everybody. There's a baby coming. My I'm mom's extreme, been crying every day head. now, I'm too. I'm extremely excited. Because now it feels really real. It does. And, you know, it's funny. We've been having people asking us about how do you arrive at that time in the relation? How do you develop that connection? And how do you bring your partner to, to that point? And it's funny, like, now we answer in a very... Um, we make it, I don't know how to say that in English, like we don't want to make the concept too simple or like banalize, is, is banalize a word? No, it's not. Banalizzare, um, sorry. We don't want to make it sound like if we are underestimated how hard it is. Oh, yeah. But it happened so like, it just happened. Yeah, fell in love, <laughs> you get married and you make kids. <laughs> and you make a child. Um, or you decided to adopt one, or you, mm -hmm. at a certain point of your life. I mean, getting an animal with a person is a big Or a brava, like at a certain point of your life, sharing love for a third member of the pack would be, is, is nice. It's a nice feeling. I saw something on Instagram. Oh, um, Lauren and Michael, who own Dear Media, he posts mm -hmm. a photo of their, they have the most beautiful daughter. And I don't actually want to refer to her as beautiful because she also looks very charming and like really inquisitive and funny and cute. So beautiful. In, in, in bellissima, no? Which is a combination of things. A yeah. good personality, Internal smart. And I, yeah, she's, and, she's definitely one of those like vibrant. Charming. And uh, he posts a photo of her. Like they're on vacation and she's so cute and just like sitting there in her bathing suit, like eating her little <laughs> fucking snack. Can't like wait. <laughs> so cute. Can't wait. And he it was like just in stories and it was casual and it was so cute because it was like one of those it was like it's almost like he realized in this quick moment how insane it is that he has like a child, you know? And so he just posted a story and said something like, You fall in love with someone and you think that your heart can't expand anymore. And then they give birth to a child that like lives here with me and it looks like this and it acts like this and my heart just lives outside of me for the rest of my life. And That's I was like, oh my friend, God. Uh, a friend of mine told me that a few days ago we lunched together, he stopped by at the store and he said to me, you know, you think you experience love. You think you love your mom. You think you love your, your wife. You think you love your dog. <laughs> but like once that happened, it, 
it, it, you realize what really love is about. I can't wait. I can. I can. I think. It, I think the same for you. Like last night, we are in line for an ice cream, and this <laughs> beautiful, handsome. Yeah, that guy was a babe. Gigantic man was like carrying this. Had the littlest this, girl. This on his little dark hair girl. And I can see my wife, my mother in law, and my sister in law just staring at him because he's, he was probably like, what, six something and change. <laughs> but the little girl Wearing looked like, like a rugby jersey. Like the guy looked like, I'm like, yeah, he was like, hot. And I'm and like, then you he... do to make me look bad. <laughs> my uh, brother in law is like, you, I guess you got to push up a little bit more. Like, look at those guns. And I'm like, okay. Um, but he just had this like little brown hair, like yeah. curly brown crawling hair, like him, crawling like a, on him. And he was like, I want ice like cream. Like a koala. Daddy, I get ice cream <laughs> it was daddy. very nice. And, and and it's so funny. Now that, that I'm approaching that, I see babies and parents everywhere. And I just realized that it's not that. It's just because before I wouldn't mind not pay too much attention to it. We're in a weird place too, because half of our friends half of the people we hang out with are like on their like third or second kit or they're yeah. done. But when it's somebody, you know, you feel like, you know, the kid, like it's, you are more, it's yeah, but close. But we're kids. between that. And then we're between a lot of our friends who are like <laughs> single and like <laughs> yesterday <laughs> DJ on a terrace. Yeah, like. <laughs> and so I just like Somewhere. looked at Instagram and saw like a group of my girlfriends were like, in an Uber singing last night after having dinner at Sunset Tower on the way to a party. And I was like, God, nobody invited me. Like, I was like, why wasn't I invited? And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking pregnant. Like, of course they're not going to invite me. <laughs> like, yeah, We still have those reactions. Like, that's I'm rude. I'm like, what the fuck? That's rude. Are you bungee jumping like in Mexico and you didn't I invite know. me? <laughs> I'm like, but I, I will say like as much as like, there's like, you know what else nobody talks about which i've been talking about a lot with like like my instagram friends because oh. they're getting pregnant and they're like everyone's been like hey like i'm kind of like it's, i'm in my first trimester and i don't feel good and i'm like kind of depressed like how did you feel your first trimester and nobody talks about how they feel their first trimester because a lot of people don't share that they're pregnant until they've entered their second trimester so everyone just sees the like happy beautiful portion of the pregnancy yeah. where you're sharing it and everyone's excited for you but like remember when we were on my birthday trip and you were like you're getting weird i'm worried <laughs> but because when you get pregnant you for the most part, like, unless you're so lucky, you all of a sudden you're so excited. And then all of a sudden you feel horrible and it's three months of feeling horrible. And you're this, this reality. The listener, just in case you. Yeah, no, but that's a very normal part of your first trimester. Your, your body's creating 8,000 cells a second. You have to be tired and you have to lean into being tired because you need to take care of yourself to allow your body to do this. What is a fucking miracle? It's it's, it's incredible. But it's the first moment of realization of you not being able to function at your full capacity anymore. And as much as now, like I'm cruising and I cruise through my second trimester and, and every day for me is pretty different. But right now, like I feel like I've hit some other level of shit where I'm like able to accomplish a lot in one day this late in my pregnancy like then she'll get here and then a whole other slew of shit is going to happen and so I, I what I realized in my first trimester that made me like get really dark was like 
oh my God, my life is never going to be the same. Like I'm never going to be in control of being able to get done what I need to get done. And like women do it all day long and I'm going to do my best and I'm like a champion. And so I'll handle it. But it's this like almost loss of like the life that you've known your whole life. And nobody talks about that. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your child, but like, you know, as someone who's like loved herself and like loved her life and have been able to like travel and do, I mean, us even going on road trip, like us being able to be like, let's go on a fucking trip or like, let's hop in the car and just drive for a while. Like, you know, those things that you identify your life with have to be adjusted. It's fine. It's for a a human. It's going to be a whole other level of magical things, but it's definitely you know, a scary thing to all of a sudden then be like, whoa, like my identity is now mom. Thank God there's a lot of cool moms now. It's not, I'm not a regular mom, but it's, it's definitely a, we a, a weird, definitely it's a weird need the thing. Dark side of the dark side of the process on Netflix. You bet. We should, I think we all need the, a series of Netflix about the dark side of having a child <laughs> <laughs> and depression and experiencing it. Well, path. thank God there's enough about it on Instagram, but I'm curious as to like <laughs> what the f- oh, but Netflix kind of legitimize things. We are that's the era, you know. Like you, you see people that wouldn't care about anything now asking you a question about, oh, did you see? Oh, do you know about it? Oh, but but what about like because it. They watch a series on Netflix. Okay, well, I don't think anyone's going to make a series on Netflix about the dark side of pregnancy. Amore, it's clearly a joke, Pia. And I was saying, <laughs> I was explaining you why the joke. Because Netflix today is a very strong tool of communication. We should also have a dark side of a process for dead. <laughs> because <laughs> this is the exact proof of like, for fathers, <laughs> they go through that. I'm with you, fellas. You're not alone. <laughs> you can be in Miles' dad support group. I love it. I can't wait to actually be a father and be I know, I hope one he, of the guests. I wonder if he's going to Oh, we already talked about oh, it. Oh, you did? Big fan. Big so fan. how long after you're a dad are you like considered able to speak about oh, yeah. being a dad? Five, what minutes, are we thinking, like, five minutes after the, the birth. You think? You're technically a dad at that point. I know, but at what point have you like... No, I think... I feel like five, I feel like six months is like, okay, you're like, I don't know. I I think we, I think when I, when I, when we met last time with Miles, it's interesting because you are technically, since your partner is pregnant, you are about to become a father. So there is a, there is some, like, like the process of the switch when, when you mentally get prepared and ready through the pregnancy. Mm. It is a phase of totally. Because we're father. talking about Miles Garber, who is married to Juliet LaBelle, and they have a beautiful, huge fan, young darling girl. And Miles, he grew up without a dad, so he was like, "I don't know how to be a dad." So now he has a little series on Instagram called "Open Up Dad." Where yeah. dads talk about being dads. And I'm so happy he did that because he was like, I want to form a dad group because I just feel like he also said that too. He was like, dude, I'm in this weird in between where like I think of his friends, he's like the only one that's married and has a kid. So he's like, I don't even have anyone to talk to about about any of this dad shit with. And we have a nice group of a, a little community of <laughs> about to become a dad or 
you know, Alex and Alex Marty and, and Marty and, will really like, and Polly and like there are a group of cool dads in LA. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, I mean, people that I consider like dads that, that still love party that I that, <laughs> that I consider as a cool people. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because uh, yeah, you have the process of becoming a father and. And it is something that in your mind just, there is something in your mind that just changed. You know, you, you, yeah, I'm so we already talk about them. Curious about the birth because her room is ready. There's literally not one thing we need left for her room. I think that, correct the me if I'm wrong. The bags are in the car. Like when the room got ready, there was the time when, I mean, for me, when I walk in and I saw you on, laid down on the, on the day bed and I saw everything at its place and the hippo and the curtains <laughs> and like the little crate. Like if we put it together, like I found myself like a midnight speckling a painting like a wall. Mm -hmm. But it, when he was ready and I saw it and I found you inside with the dog and this little music and like this side table lamp on and it just, I think he, he, that helps you to. Yeah, because you're like, this is her. What's yeah. weird is like, this is her stuff. Like, and I hope she likes not it. Even around. You yeah. know, yeah, she's not like this little thing has stuff. She has her wipe, she has her diaper, she has her butt paste, a little hairbrush, <laughs> she's got her swaddles. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> it's so weird. I also, newborns weird me out so much. They look so odd and they give you like nothing. So I'm curious how I'm, I'm just going to be my child. So I'm going to freak out. But like, until I can get like a smile back, like it's nice. the whole situation is so like every time I see a newborn, I'm like, this is an alien. Like they're so alien, like until they start forming. So it'll be so interesting every day to like see like her eyes open up more, her be like more reactive, and then when she smiles yeah. and like new things that she'll do. Yeah, yeah, I am. I used to wash my car per week like five times a week, <laughs> and shining my shoes and. Diapers. I don't know how we're gonna. You know, like and and and. I don't know how we're gonna manage. This will be very. Yesterday, I looked at my mom and I was like, I don't my... know how the fuck we're gonna manage like. This house, the dogs, our work, like taking out the trap. Like I was like, we need a dumpster. Like literally yesterday oh, we like made yeah. a list. I was like, yeah. I don't fucking know. Like on a daily basis, how like we're up early and we go to bed. And I was like, we late. need someone to help us clean. Like we need someone here twice yeah. a week at least. Because I can't and, do my and, laundry. And, 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 like you know, there's no way. I think it's part I think it is all part of I hope that of stuff just doesn't drive of, us crazy. Of becoming a parent, you know. I think I think you have that. I mean, think about it. We went through that when you actually, when we, we were trying to get pregnant and we were like, how, how are we going to get pregnant? How are we going to do this? And how long is going to take? And is the baby going to be, and once we were pregnant, it's like, is the baby going to be healthy? Like, is the baby going to be like. I know there's just like so much. What's this? Like every stage of the process presented to us multiple of those like time I'm so curious what being nervous the and birth is going to be like because it can go and like I we're very prepared yeah. I feel very empowered by Elizabeth and the information that we have I feel like we're crew like and it's so weird to be like okay cool we're just like ready for it it's like, like a final of a game right? yeah like I said before totally like, it's like a suit it's like super this Bowl. Is like a, this is like the final like I don't know I play a few of those games that you know that and the feeling in your guts, like the pregame, you are like, 
And, and it's weird because like I'm scared, but that's I, but I shouldn't be scared because it's, it's normal, I think. But that, of course, is a normal. But it's like uh, I have reaction. to be cool and relaxed so I don't tense up. So yeah. like she can literally like come out of my body easier. Yeah. And who knows, like, what if there's, I mean, we're really good about navigating. So if there's like a complication, you know, whatever to get her out safely, yeah. I'm fine with. But, you know, everyone has I think the priority. Everyone has their birth story. So I'm just curious yeah. what our little story will be. Like, what, like, can I push her out on my own? How many hours will it be? Yeah. Will it be quick? Will it be weird and quick? Will it be a really long time? Will I be in labor for days? At what point am I going to be like, Oh, I'm gonna push myself through this, or if I, or if I am gonna say I need a fucking epidural, like I'm so. You're right. Like I'm someone who's like challenges myself so much. So I'm curious as to like where how my pain he- threshold re- re- will be, how I will it, yeah. actually react, like mm-hmm. physically. Because as much as it's not, and it doesn't fucking matter. For some reason, I have in my head that it's like I really want to like do this whole thing without medicine. It's just a fucking dumb, unrealistic thing to put myself through because it's there for a reason. But it's okay. It'll be very. Yes, very soon. We'll and then what? Part. I'm just. She's just gonna come out, and she there. She's just gonna be there. And like, what's it gonna be like when I hand her to you and you see her for the first time? I can't. It's so. No, I think <laughs> I think we should not even do that. Like, like <laughs> we are gonna. We are about to figure out all these things. <laughs> it makes me so bored. And then she just like goes in the car and comes here. <laughs> and then what? How do I know I'm gonna feed her properly? Like it's so <laughs> crazy. The hardest part for me about my fertility journey was my doctor initially just telling me, let's wait and see. This has been the traditional guidance with pretty much all doctors up until now, which is so confusing to me because we have tools to plan and track for everything, wellness, finances, career, school. I don't know why fertility is still just a wait and see situation, which is why I am the biggest advocate of modern fertility. And that's why it was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones right at home. You just prick your finger and you mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results in 10 days. If you go to the doctor and ask for these same tests, which sometimes they can be reluctant to give you, it can cost a thousand dollars minimum. But Modern Fertility gets you the same information for $159. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you get $20 off the test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars towards Modern Fertility as well. You get insights into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. All the results go super deep into what every hormone means. You can talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. And then you can just bring these results to your doctor and come up with a plan. If you want kids today or maybe just one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. And then you can be proactive about your future. Right now, Modern Fertility, like I said, is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. This means that your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it'll cost you at the doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. Bodewell makes medicated plant-powered skincare for eczema and psoriasis, giving you prescription results without the steroids. 
Bodewell's co-founder, Jamie Duff, has lived with eczema for 30 years. He knows how frustrating it is to try every product out there, to research for countless hours with no roadmap, and how lonely having eczema, psoriasis, or sensitive skin can be. So he and the Bodewell team set about to change this. He learned to help manage his symptoms by changing his lifestyle, cutting out certain foods and drinks, and reducing stress through breathing techniques, yoga, and meditation. But during a particularly bad relapse that landed him in the hospital, he wondered why there weren't safe, effective, science-based treatments available for the millions of people who deal with these skin conditions. He also wondered where the support system was when he needed it most. So... He set out to create something to help people, and that something is Bodewell. Bodewell's treatments are different from over-the-counter treatments. Bodewell is plant-powered and clinically proven to reduce symptoms associated with flare-ups that many of us know all too well. Dryness, redness, itch, oozing, scaling, and swelling. Bodewell's treatments are safe for everyday use, and Bodewell will be there every day for you, too. They provide a guided digital skin journey and a built-in community of people who are destigmatizing skin conditions by speaking openly about their experiences and embracing the skin that they're in. Bodewell, it's made by sufferers for sufferers. So go visit bodewellskin.com forward slash Pia and you'll get 20% off your first order. Take the skin quiz to find out what Bodewell products are right for you and get them delivered straight to your door without a prescription or doctor's appointment. Become a Bodewell member for bundled pricing, free shipping, and up to 50% off additional products and more. But if you're looking to dip your toe in, again, go to bodewellskin.com slash Pia and get 20% off your first order. What's up, well-beings? I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorris, and this is The Heal Podcast. Every Thursday, I interview the leading experts in health and healing, as well as real people with extraordinary healing stories. Whether you want to heal a physical diagnosis, a mental health issue, a past trauma, or heal our planet, the Heal Podcast is for you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answers you've been searching for. You can follow us on Instagram at at HealDocumentary and at Kelly Gores, and catch episode clips on Heal Documentary's YouTube channel. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday anywhere podcasts are found. And what's going to happen with the dogs? They're going to lose their minds. It's okay. I think they're going to be understanding. What do you think, Chi-Chi? Because Chi-Chi's laying in between us on the pillows in the bed right now. (laughs) There there will be a baby, but she'll be in the bassinet. I feel like the dogs are going to be in the bed way more than the baby ever will. What do you think? Because we're not co-sleeping. I was about to say... I think it's clear um, <laughs> the intensity of how you feel right now. <laughs> You've been talking nonstop for like five minutes. <laughs> but like, I think it's part of, <laughs> I think it's part of the process. I'm I'm fascinated by. I'm just going through all the things. I'm, I'm fascinated by, in my by, head. by life. <laughs> thinking uh, about there is that. something magical about. There is something magical about... I haven't even gotten into what I think might happen to my body. I think this is what happened to your body. I mean, after that, it comes back. It goes back to to its original form. Who knows? That's how mom are made. That's why you guys are special. Special people. Special people. Um, special we should humans. answer some of these questions. Let's do it. 
There's so many, and I just never. We get so many relationships. Those questions. are the flags. The flags are the one that we've been answering to. Yeah. And there's so many. And that some of them are about pregnancy, but I think we just talked a lot about pregnancy. So maybe we can just go into yeah, some. Yeah, let's make this uh, being a friendly relationship question. A friendly place for people. That also, are, people now address these emails to us and Carmela. <laughs> let's make this um, a friendly place for everybody, even for those who are not designed to give their life away having a child. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one I can't wait for baby <laughs> Actually this is a good one And you can just answer this one. I'm curious do you guys get threatened By a woman's success I'm very passionate about my career And I see it as a priority in my life I'm 25 and don't expect men to be a certain level Financially or professionally when it comes to dating Everyone grows at their own pace As long as they have goals and see a big picture future I've noticed the last couple guys I've dated have left once I open up that conversation since I'm kind of at an amazing peak in my career life and I'm extremely proud of myself. I'm wondering if I'm scaring them off. What was it like when you were dating when girls would be like? It's very subjective. You know, there are people that are afraid of the dark. There are people that are not. Being scared or intimidated by somebody else's success is not necessarily something that you know like I think she says something crucial that is if a man or a woman it can be both sides got intimidated by somebody else's success or somebody else's drive is not first of all I will make sure that Shima is approaching the conversation the wrong way mm-hmm. and that's why yeah it's about the delivery uh, when she said few few guys walk away you gotta start a questioning if it's not something that, the way that is not your it. issue but somebody else's issue means that you know there is a lot of components that are you as a woman wants to prove unconsciously mm-hmm. that you are in a solid and you know in a in a in a career path and then you have goals and ambitions and I think sometimes that you want to share that you want to make sure that people knows that that well, becomes your def- identity define too. you exactly mm-hmm. so I will first advise it that I would give it to you is to make sure that you don't need to scream that out loud whoever will approach you will understand that so careful about the way you approach the argument and of course also this seems uh, obvious to say, but if I been, if I'm approaching somebody that clearly is not at that point of that clearly maybe didn't yet hit that piece. design their their path or their goals, I would just hang out and I will enjoy the time with them. You know, like I think it's clear to everybody, adult uh, people that that's that's life for some of us uh, that. That ambition and drive and comes comes earlier and in a more natural way, which I I consider a form of talent in a sense, you know. And for some for for other people, doesn't necessarily come that way. Or other people might need to find what they love in life, and they need to find what makes them feel happy to do every day for the rest of their life. It is very 
very, very subjective. Like I would be more focused on what is in your control, which is the way you deliver something and it's the way you present yourself and your job defines you till a certain point, but it can be everything. Otherwise, think about it. Fashion people will hang out only with fashion people, like mm-hmm. real estate will hang out only with real estate. Like I can't talk to anybody all I, the time You know time what I remember you saying one time? Um, what I was trying to say, sorry, don't let your career and job being the only thing that define you. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember you one time saying something that really stuck with me when you had, we had broken up and you, and then we got back together and you went on a date with this girl. And I remember being like, why didn't, I remember like asking you like, what, like what happened with that girl? Like, why didn't you, like, why didn't you go on another date with her? Like, why weren't you more interested in her? And you said she spent like the whole dinner, like talking about what she does. And then at the end was like really intense about like splitting the bill because she really wanted to let you know that like she makes enough money to split the bill and her you paying for the bill was like and that and it and I remember being like oh my god I act that way mm-hmm. because I because now women feel like yeah, you would do it with me that you have to yeah I would do it with you and we got in, when we got in big fights Sometimes. about it I remember because you were like just let yeah. me do this for you but women I feel like feel like they need to prove how successful they are yeah. and that they're independent they don't like need a man yeah. like a, they like, don't need yeah. a strong partner but that alienates people like, like I said before I think that is way more complex and there are way too many layers on why that happened. It's also, and I always like to look at the perspective and approach it this to, to that angle. I think it is cultural. You know, I think yeah, totally. those reactions are consequence of somebody growing in a country where sadly the wall existed. You know, they saw, you saw like, Women in this country, sadly, like women in my country or like women, I would say, across the globe, experience sometimes how growing up, uh, the role of your dad would be different than the role of your mother. And so when you, when you are on a certain age and you're building something for yourself, you're like, why should I let this dude pay me for my dinner? Totally. Like, I want to make sure that he knows that I'm successful, that I might make more than he does per year, that... I can pay for his dinner. And what that does to me, naively and very romantically, is like it kills that dynamics of mm-hmm. part of what it is, the process of liking somebody and mm-hmm. doing something nice for them. Which is not, not everyone feels that way, but it can very much yeah. take center stage and it becomes like, wow, this person is really like trying a, to like prove a, a lot yeah. instead of just... Yeah get to know me and have like a equal mm-hmm. relationship. Like I, I, I think, uh, and this is how I grew up. Uh, if I like you and I wanted to go out of dinner with you, instead of going to a fancy place and splitting the bill, I would rather to go to eat like a pizza and just yeah. being able to, you be my guest or yeah, you, you invite somebody for dinner. We do with our friends. If I invite you for dinner in a place that, I got the reservation and I might know the the owner of the chef. There is something nice about let me pay for dinner for you tonight. Yeah. Like, like let me host you. There is something and I guess because I don't know. I I I think it is part is cultural and I think part is uh so back to the point. It's very subjective. You you 
what I can tell you to make you, I don't know if this will make um, her feeling better hearing this. Ultimately in life, you will end with the partner that you're supposed to be with. Will not be afraid of anything that comes out of you. And you will be, when facing the right person, you will approach her or him the right way. And you will not feel... Yeah, I would say to be conscious you will, about your delivery yeah, you for smoother, sure. You know, and I, but and, yeah, the right you know, person is not going to be turned off by you. Yeah, speaking about those, and it's always two ways. It, it takes two two people to dance. You know, maybe the person that is in front of you in the moment made you think that you have to prove him that point. It's not only you know. Maybe our deliveries sometimes are. Yeah. Like, let me prove this guy that. You're going to be fine and congratulations. You're going to be fine. Congrats on your career. Yeah. It's a, a lovely thing to be able to say. Okay. Next question. This is a long one. I'm about to be 29 in two weeks and have never been in a real relationship. Just a series of situationships over the years. It's something I've always felt self-conscious and sad about and I'm trying to work on a lot through therapy. It's left me with pretty rotten self-esteem. A month ago, I developed a crazy crush on a guy at work, like full blush when I see him. (laughs) She developed a a rare disease or something. And I get the sense he might be into me too. I've even had coworkers say they can see it. He's actually recently divorced about a year ago, and I don't even know where his head is at. Even in terms of dating, I go through waves of excitement about this person, extreme highs when we talk and flirt, and then severe anxiety when I think about what different experiences we had in our lives. As I get older and one year closer to being 30, I'm feeling so insecure about my lack of a relationship and that experience and the dating pool being made up of more people who have been in very serious long-term relationships or marriages. Do you think my no boyfriends ever vibe is seen as a red flag or am I totally overthinking it? It's an insecurity I want to get over, and I think it's in my head. But clearly, no, really, I'm no relationship expert. Um, thirty is the new forty. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's making things a red flag. I don't even think people need to know about it. I wouldn't even tell people about like you don't owe that to any. Like you're making it your story, and good work on it in therapy, of course, absolutely. But I, I don't, I don't think this needs to be like your story, and I don't, and you. Now you're, because you're insecure about it, you're projecting this out and creating something that totally doesn't need to be there. I would not be insecure about that. I would approach that conversation with confidence and say like, I haven't found anybody that was like worth a relationship. Like, like, yeah, I wouldn't, you're totally fine. It's part of a process, you know. It's like, it's interesting to see how and I made the joke about the 30 being the new 40, is a generational attitude to always know what to do and what to say yeah, and looking for the answer somewhere. And I think without being dramatic that that's really killing a lot of very organic things like approaching somebody that I like. Yeah, you're literally putting like you a wall up for yourself. <laughs> so paranoid about you're it. You're so know? paranoid. Like, you're creating your own reality. There is not the right thing to say. There is, there is not the right, there is no such a thing of the right things to say. There is no such a thing of the right things to The to right do, amount of relationships or the right to be amount in or not. Or how many 
people have been sleeping with. No one cares. No one cares. You know, just try to use that time with this person as efficiently as possible, enjoying it and just, yeah. you know, like, I don't need to know. <laughs> I always make a joke. I married my wife without going to the movie with her. Was that something that, oh, I can't believe it. Like, I don't even know. No, it's like, go over that step of saying, I know everything about this person. Of course, if I have anything important to share with you, I think you will at a certain point be, it would be important to, 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 to face it. Otherwise, like, I mean. It also might be nice for you to be in a relationship with somebody who's had a relationship that didn't work. Like that could be inspiring totally. to him. And it's that a great opportunity you, to, exactly. That to, you made decisions to not like essentially like waste your time with somebody who wasn't worth it. Like that, that to me is more attractive. Like I think that or not more, but I think that's a very attractive quality and it might really? be nice for him to be like, wow, that's so refreshing. You know, when he eventually finds that out, cause it's not something you need to like lead with. Like it's not, you can't like go on a date with him and be like, oh yeah, I've never been, I've never had like a serious boyfriend. Like, who cares? Like you've been in relationship things and like that's still experience. And I think you're chilling. I definitely just wouldn't overthink of, uh, it. This is the beauty of humanity though. You know, everybody has, is different and everybody has yeah. their own perspective. You know? Today's program is brought to you by one of my absolute favorite nutritional hacks, Athletic Greens, which is the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I have ever had. It's obviously very hard in life these days to make sure that your nutritional habits are top notch. We are so busy. We get poor sleep. Sometimes we're probably over or under exercising. It's been a tough year for everyone. Most people are homeschooling. You're just trying to eat meals quickly, right? So where are you making sure that you're getting your nutrients from? This is where Athletic Greens is so helpful. It's a life-changing nutritional habit. Their all-in-one superfood powder is your just one nutritional essential. It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit you can add to your daily routine and to empower yourself and your family towards better habits. They simplify the logistics of getting optimal nutrition on a daily basis by just giving you one thing that has all the best things. One tasty scoop... Ab Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, a green superfood blend, and so much more. And they all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. They also increase your energy, increase your focus, aid with digestion, supports a healthy immune system, and a beautiful side effect is glowing skin. And it's just one thing. You don't need to take multiple products or pills to get these results. While most nutritional products come to market and stay stagnant, Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based in the latest research, producing 53 improvements over the last decade. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and best daily nutritional habit on the planet. It's lifestyle-friendly, so if you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, anything— it's safe for you and 
It contains less than one gram of sugar. Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system and offering all of you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. So visit the link, which is athleticgreens.com slash best and join health experts, athletes, health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, just simply visit athleticgreens.com slash best and get one year supply of vitamin D for free and five free travel packs today. All right, next question. I was recently seeing a guy for three-ish months where everything was going really well. Three-ish months is a nice (laughs) way to put it. A trimester. (laughs) You guys had a preseason. He initiated dates, communicated, cooked me dinner, introduced me to his friends, etc. When all of a sudden the dude ghosted me. Come on. Classic. <laughs> what the fuck? Classic move. Just put on your on your <laughs> object of the email ghost. And so we know because it happened. <laughs> what frequently. is wrong with these people? Uh, that's a classic. I'm move, 30 and would have just ignored this in my twenties, but I'm done playing Yeah, I know. You can't this is fuck him. But I'm done playing games and I reached out to him to tell him it wasn't cool. See what was up. If not, my controlling ass would have been dying from anxiety. He was super reactive, apologized, asked to talk on the phone, etc. Told me he didn't want a girlfriend right now because he had just gotten out of a relationship and freaked himself out when we got really close. Okay, dude, you could have told me that when I asked you out on date one. But but he might didn't know on date one. Okay, hold on. You know, honestly, I ignored him because I was turned off, but did start to see him casually a few weeks later. Everything was great again, but I have this feeling shit will go south. And honestly, I'm over the games. When is being the cool girl who doesn't actually turn out right? Should I just be direct from now on and cut him off? It's hard because he's really sweet and there's a cultural difference, but I think I know when a dude is making you a priority and when it isn't. Okay. Just to answer like your last question. If this guy already told you he doesn't want to be in a relationship. And By you, the way, ghosting is an answer. If I ghost you as bad taste and unpolite and rude they might be, it is a form of reaction. You don't need to hit your head against the saying, why ghost me? 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 And, and then he said, I ghost you because I don't want a girlfriend. Like, why should you bring Yeah, now you guys are to, hanging out again. So this, why would you even point, allow yourself you know? to hang out with somebody who ghosted you? I think it it I, I, I see a common denominator between these three these questions, which is your personal path. If you as a person have a personal path, it doesn't need to match or to be in contrast with somebody else's path. Like, for instance, the first question, the girl is like, okay, I'm successful. I have a great career. What if I meet somebody that doesn't? Like, is that an issue? And the second girl is like, you know, I like this guy, but what if he's uh, scared about what mm-hmm. I've been? And this other girl is like, yeah, like, you know, like he's ghosting me. So like, where am I? Like, you should have told me at the first date. Like, this is clearly the, the, the issue and the common denominator in these three points. It's always dependent on the the you are building that. Mm-hmm. It's nobody issue if you have a career unless you don't put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's nobody issue if you had thousand ex-boyfriend or, or one, but it's your 
you are putting as an issue to that person. Totally. It's nobody issue if uh, somebody doesn't mind planning to be your boyfriend for like long time at the first date. Like those are clearly things, like you said before, you are building in your mind and you are projecting on people and now it's their problem. And now it's something that they are doing that is wrong. I think step back one second and just what I think, what I always appreciate and I, I think I said this in the past, what I enjoyed the most about my relation with you before we were together was how we approached that. We knew that time together was great. We knew that time together was valuable. We knew that time together was fun, uh, interesting, like we knew intense, like we focus on that. We never focus on, oh yeah, but your job is this, my job is that. Oh yeah, but your ex-boyfriend looks like that. My ex-girlfriend looks like this. Like we never, we just, and I don't want to give us credit, but we were <laughs> idiot enough to just enjoy this exactly how it's supposed to be enjoyed. I don't know if that makes sense. It that, does make sense. You know? I think that there's a lot of, a lot of projection of people's own insecurities. Listen, the other common denominator I see is everyone just wants to be fucking loved and accepted. Correct. And so it seems like everyone or a lot of people are ignoring what like it's like okay, you 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 want to be so seen and heard and you want to be loved and find your person, but your desire to be seen and heard is is taking control over something that should just be easy and natural. And now it's that that desire for controlling the situation is you're putting yourself in situations that you shouldn't even be in. You were mad at him because he ghosted you. So you wanted to win because you needed to know. You need to prove the point. You needed to prove the point. Now you got what you wanted and you're hanging out again. And now you're like, well, I'm scared he's going to do this again. You should be fucking scared he's going to do this again. He he flat out fucking told you he didn't want a girlfriend. And your desire to not be ghosted. Overcast. Over You fucked yourself over. And so this is when like we hear these questions all the time. I'm like, damn, like at what point are you like, like it's okay that this fucking asshole, sorry, doesn't want a girlfriend and like you will find your person. You, there are, everyone finds their person. Everyone just finds their person. It's just a fact. in the world. Everyone finds their person. You will, everyone finds their person. It is so fucking rare that you see someone who like dies alone. And most of the time, once again, I don't want to be repetitive for their own choice mm-hmm. or for things that they have been not presenting. Like it's for the way they put themselves out to the world. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you that, and that's the beauty of it. Like you just saying, everybody has somebody in the world. Everybody. We recently, I, I would like it to, everybody. I would not take it too much time. We recently met somebody on a trip, a dinner, and she was very interesting and smart and accomplished and like a person. And she shared with us about moving to this place and about meeting this person. 
and she shared with us that she understood and she realized she was homosexual. And she told us about this new relation with this wonderful person. And what it was fascinating for me is that at any point she said to us, yeah, but this might be an issue for my family, but this might be an issue for my friends, but this might be an issue for her to know that before I was with this guy, whatever, at any point for the rest of the time, she would only talk to us about how wonderful this person mm-hmm. is, how great she feel, how for the first time in so her she life- She grew up very conservative. Finally, exactly. She finally found herself being happy. What I'm trying to say, and you said it before, everybody's looking for love. Mm-hmm. And that should be the focus. It's like, oh, I'm having a baby. It's like making the will to have the baby in a certain way, overcasting the fact that you are delivering a baby. Mm -hmm. The priority, if you're looking for love, the priority on the relation is to find love. The priority is to feel loved and to give love. Forget about all the rest because all the rest doesn't matter. Also, the process on your way there is like part of the fucking process. So like, you don't need to control it. And not everyone that you date needs to be the one or like, these are just little chapters. Like that's a fun, it's it's just learning experience. You're just gaining more information to prepare you for the person that you're supposed to be with. So any like quote unquote failed relationship in the meantime, is not a fucking failure. It's just like a little notch on your belt of life. I loved, dude, when David and I were broken up, I was, I like, went on so many dates and I was like, and it wasn't me hooking up with people. I remember just being like, I'm going to go on dates. And I learned so much about myself. I would leave dates and I'd be like, oh, maybe I talk too much or like maybe I didn't talk enough or maybe I, I did this or maybe I did that. Maybe like, it's not important that the, the person on the other side of the table is successful. And totally. It doesn't matter where he went to college or it doesn't matter where he, which neighbor he grew up 100%. in. 100%. It doesn't matter of... Those are all things because ultimately you might meet somebody that your mom loves or mm-hmm. your father loves or your brother loves or your friends loves. Guess what? If you don't, it would be like time waste. So just. You have to do you. It's, it's important to do you and it's important to let the other person. And to answer your last question, that, when right? is being the cool girl who doesn't actually care turn out right? Like. Already the thoughts behind that makes you not a cool girl. (laughs) Well, no, I'm just, it's too much like you're trying to win. And I think this happens a lot in relationships. Like you want to win. Like you do not want to be denied right now. You want to win. So you wanting to win has now put you in a situation that's unhealthy for you. And so what is essentially going to happen is you're now, I mean, listen, there's two ways this could happen. It would be great if you guys ended up together and this was just like part of your story. But if this guy is sticking to his guns and saying, I don't want a relationship, you deciding to be the cool girl is you not being cool to yourself because you're like, I just want to be. I'm going to act a certain way to make sure he stays around to pretend like I don't want a relationship because he doesn't want a relationship, but you do want a relationship. Sounds like a nightmare. To be honest. <laughs> so me, give me anxiety. So to truly be like the cool girl is when you enter into something with a pure, open, 
narrative that is allowing for the possibility of a date or multiple dates or three months of dating to go where it's supposed to go naturally without forcing it to be anything and you having the complete and total understanding that if this relationship fizzles out or if this person ghosts you or whatever, that instead of you being like, I need to know why, which I fucking completely understand, by the way, because I've been there and it fucking sucks and it does feel like you can't get closure unless you get an answer. But if you want to truly be cool, if someone fucking ghosts you, you got to be like, okay, that's not my person. Because also I don't want to be treated like that. I don't want to spend three months with somebody and have them just all of a sudden never answer me again for no explanation. Like that, and you just being like, all right, cool. Like, fuck, that sucks. Taking a couple days to mourn that and then moving on. That's that's you being a cool girl. And by the way, nothing fucking works more on planet Earth than when you settle into yourself, when you realize that you are not in a rush to find love, when you wake up so satisfied every day and like, I'm totally in control. Dude, we're all fucking vaccinated. It's time to fucking cruise. It's summer. You can go rip this whole summer. Like once you shift the narrative to like, I'm going to do what I want to do, you being the cool girl permeates like nothing fucking else and men will be on their knees for you. I'm telling you, once you can do that switch in your head, the energy shifts and men come fucking crawling. It is the craziest thing in the fucking world. But it truly means that you have come to a to a place within yourself where you're not actively like looking for a relationship and you're just happy. Guys that. work work both ways, guys. So yeah, guys, exactly it's the same thing with formula guys. apply on Hi, so all humans. I think that's enough for today. What do you think? I think <laughs> it was great. It's been a it, it really been a while. It's been two weeks. No more than that. No, I mean, we, I guess you had we do this more important person weeks. to talk to. <laughs> I get it. You know what's gonna be crazy is our next Q and A will likely just be us talking about the birth. <laughs> wow, well, isn't that cool? I think we should have a full episode on it yeah yeah we will we'll do the next nice, one yeah. will be about the birth Carmela Baroncini special guest yeah <laughs> so, so this is us officially wow. signing off as a couple and not yeah. and not three and not a little tribe of three not as a family not <laughs> a pack <laughs> thank you for having me thank you I love you <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.